as we once again go back to basics this Sunday on this All Saints Day, we find ourselves with the Old Testament lesson in the book of Joshua, beginning in the second chapter at the first verse. And this is what's written there. Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent out from Shittim two men as spies. Go look over the land and check out Jericho. And they left and arrived at the house of a harlot named Rahab, and they stayed there. And the king of Jericho was told, we've just learned that men have arrived tonight to spy out the land. They're from the people of Israel. Well, the king of Jericho sent word to Rahab, bring out the men who came to you to stay the night in your house. They're spies. They've come to spy out the whole country. And the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. And she said, yes, well, two men did come to me, but I didn't know where they'd come from. And at dark, when the gate was about to shut, the men left. But I have no idea where they went. Hurry up, chase them, you can still catch them. She had actually taken them up on the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax that were spread out for her on the roof. So the men set chase down the Jordan Road towards the fords, and as soon as they were gone, the gate was shut. Before the spies were down for the night, the woman came up to them on the roof and said, I know that God has given you the land. We're all afraid. Everyone in the country feels hopeless. We heard how God dried up the waters of the Red Sea before you when you left Egypt. And what he did to the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you put under a holy curse and destroyed. We heard it, and our hearts sank. We all had the wind knocked out of us. And all because of you, you and God, your God, God of the heavens above and God of the earth below. Now promise me by God, I showed you mercy, now show my family mercy and give me some tangible proof, a guarantee of life for my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, everyone connected with my family. Save our souls from death. Our lives for yours, said the men, but don't tell anyone our business. When God turns this land over to us, we'll do right by you in loyal mercy. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? Oh Lord, we're too often stuck in the past, nursing old wounds, rehearsing sins of long ago, allowing our visions for today and tomorrow just to be stalled. Open our hearts, our minds, our ears, our spirits to your word for us this day. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Well, every story has a beginning. And this one this morning begins in a house of ill repute. And you know the history here. Moses has led the Israelites out of Egypt. You can read all about that in the book of Exodus if you want. And what should probably have been a fairly easy trip across the desert turned into a 40-year epic journey 
because of the disobedience and disbelief of the Israelites. Now, however, the promise is just about to be fulfilled. The promised land lies just within their grasp. The people have left the desert, and now they just have to get across the Jordan River and get past the city of Jericho. And so we read in Joshua that Joshua secretly sent out two spies from the Israelite camp. And he told them to go and look over the land and to check out Jericho. So we are told that the two men set out and came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab and that they stayed there. They seem a bit focused on their trip. But to be fair, a brothel would be a place where people would be used to strange men showing up at all times. So nod, nod, wink, wink. We'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say that there were strategic reasons for ending up at Rahab's house. However, word had somehow gotten to the king of Jericho that spies had entered the land. And he immediately sent men to Rahab's place. So the king's men show up at the brothel, but Rahab tells them, oh, those spies, well, yeah, they were here, but they left earlier. They're heading out of town, but hurry, you can catch them. And the king's men get a posse together, and they take out after the spies. But you know those guys hadn't actually left. Rahab had hidden them on the roof at Rahab's, and that is where they'd spent the night. And as a reward, they agree to spare her family when the Israelites bring down the city on their way on into the promised land. And when the battle of Jericho, which Joshua fit, breaks out, Rahab hangs a scarlet cord from the window of Rahab's place, and she and her family are spared in the battle. So what can we get from this? Well, first, I think we need to notice that Rahab had a past. Every one of us has a past. I would suspect that there isn't a person here who would want all of their past revealed. Now, I know, for the most part, your past is spotless, that you never did anything that you were ashamed of, because you are really nice people. But I would guess that if tomorrow you got up and someone had left a note on your door that said, I know what you have done, your mind would probably leap to some incident and wonder how it is they know and whether they would tell others about it. You know, Oscar Wilde nailed it when he said, every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. I really believe that no one should be judged by the worst moment of their lives. So two mistakes that we make about the past. One is to forget about it. The adult who forgets what it was like to be a teen, all the pressures and all the things waiting to be discovered and tried for right or wrong, and how they behaved as a teen for right or wrong, because we want our teens to do all the good things that we did when we were their age, 
but we are terrified that they will discover the really stupid things that we did. And the second mistake that we make about our past is not forgetting it. We live in it, we can't get over it, and can't forgive ourselves for the mistakes that we made. We spend our lives saying, if only. So Rahab, she stood at an intersection in her life. Her past behind her, her future ahead of her, she had to decide which part of her past she would embrace and what part she was going to reject. She had a choice. So the king of Jericho heard that spies had arrived in his city and he made the logical leap while they're at Rahab's. And then is when that Rahab had to make a decision. Would she do what was easy or would she do what was right? And even then, folks, there are issues. Because as a citizen of Jericho, what is right is different than what is right for two Israeli spies. Now, contrary to what some may tell you, not every issue is black and white, right or wrong. And there are issues that will divide people, and one side will think that you did a great job and will put up monuments in your honor, while the other side will stand in line to spit on that same monument. To the Israelites, Rahab came out a hero. To the people of Jericho, she was a traitor and worse. So Rahab hid the spies and then lied to the authorities before sending them on a wild goose chase. Why? Well, I'm sure the spies lay hidden on a roof, wondering the same thing. And as they heard her footsteps approach, they probably wondered if she was alone, if she had changed her mind, what their future would be like, or even if they had a future. But Rahab had come to a place where she was willing to leave her past behind her and claim and believe in the promises of God. No matter what your past holds, your future stretches before you and God invites you every day to step into it with God and God's people. And the story, it probably could have ended there. All's well that ends well. Joshua and the people of Israel could have settled the promised land and Rahab could have gone back to providing a friendly welcome for people. But that isn't how the story ends. The story continues in Joshua 6.25 when we hear that Joshua did indeed spare Rahab, the prostitute, and her relatives who were with her in the house because she had hidden the spies that Joshua had sent to Jericho. And it says that she lives among the Israelites even to this day. And then we hear nothing about Rahab for, oh, about a thousand years or so. And then she reappears out of nowhere. She shows up in Matthew's genealogy of Jesus. Rahab appears as the mother of Boaz, the grandmother of King David, one of the greatest to ever rule over Israel, and a direct descendant of Jesus. 
and it all began in a whorehouse with a woman that good, respectable people had probably given up on a long time before. But you see, Rahab had not given up on Rahab, and neither had God. She saw beyond the fear of the present and made a choice that changed the world. And you need to know that each of us has a little bit of Rahab in us. None of us is exactly where God wants us to be in our life. Some of the things in our past that we actually feel, we actually feel, will keep God from loving us. Each of us has come up short one time or another. However, none of those things will ever exclude us from the overwhelming grace of God or prohibit God from making some kind of use of our abilities to help realize more of the kingdom in our time and place. And many of us refuse to step out in faith because we are afraid that our past will only allow us to fail. We're afraid to take on God's challenges out of fear of failure. But the word tells us that God uses ordinary people. We don't need titles before or after our names. We don't need fame. God simply wants us to be open to God's nudging. God does use ordinary people to do extraordinary things. We need not be perfect, but we must be willing. So on this All Saints Day, full of stories and memories of those who have gone before, what do you suppose that God could do with you if you made the choice to not only believe that God is God, but also to believe that God has great things yet for you to do. And when you willingly take that next step, that is exactly when the world begins to change. Amen.